Hey guys, my name is Nora Franch and welcome to the podcast, Grateful Blessed Mess, daily reflections for those in the 12 steps. I am a fellow 12-stepper and certified mindset coach, and I am here to introduce you to the value of mindset coaching in your 12-step journey. So if you feel like you are stuck in the steps, if you're slipping and sliding with your abstinence, mindset coaching may help you as it did me, and you can find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. These episodes are meant to invite you in to consider the truths of 12-step wisdom and to join in the very real struggle of living them in action. I hope that it feels almost like a mini meeting, and I invite you to contribute your own share on the Grateful Blessedness Facebook group to keep the discussion going. My comments are based on my own experience, so feel free to take what you like and leave the rest. But my hope is to encourage you on your own daily 12-step journey. As they say, you cannot stay clean on yesterday's shower. So without further ado, let's begin. Hey guys, we are reading from Melody Beattie's The Language of Letting Go, and we are going to do it today and tomorrow because the topic that is listed before the one that I chose for today is also very good and comes up for me personally a lot, but the one we're doing today is a topic that I was journaling about this morning in my prayer time journal time that made me want to pick it because why not? Here we go. This is for February 16th on page 45. Detachment. The concept of letting go can be confusing to many of us. When are we doing too much or trying too hard to control people and outcomes? When are we doing too little? When is what we're doing an appropriate part of taking care of ourselves? What is our responsibility and what isn't? These issues can challenge us whether we've been in recovery 10 days or 10 years. Sometimes we may let go so much that we neglect responsibility to ourselves or others. Other times we may cross the line from taking care of ourselves to controlling others and outcomes. There is no rule book, but we don't have to make ourselves crazy. We don't have to be so afraid. We don't have to do recovery perfectly. If, If it feels like we need to do a particular action, we can do it. If no action feels timely or inspired, don't act on it. Having and setting healthy limits, healthy boundaries, isn't a tidy process. We can give ourselves permission to experiment, to make mistakes, to learn, to grow. We can talk to people, ask questions, and question ourselves. If there's something we need to do or learn, it will become apparent. Lessons don't go away. If we're not taking care of ourselves enough, we'll see that. If we're being too controlling, we'll grow to understand that too. Things will work out. The way will become clear. Today, I will take actions that appear appropriate. I will let go of the rest. I will strive for the balance between self-responsibility, responsibility to others, and letting go. Holy cow. (laughs) That's like it. That's like how to live in a nutshell. (laughs) That is the work of the 12 steps that gets you to exactly that point. And self-responsibility, I mean, that's JP2's self-awareness and (laughs) self-possession. That's self-mastery. Go on my website, Healing of the Heart and Transforming of the Mind through Christian Self-Mastery. That is... That is what we're trying to do here. That is my goal for working with 
anyone who reaches out to me is is knowing where I have responsibility to self, where I have responsibility to others, and letting go of where I do not. And a topic that came up for me a lot that was really illuminating to me like earlier on was this concept of people-pleasing because it's something that I do. And in a way, it can make you look like, oh, you poor thing, you know, you're always, this is not true for me, but this is kind of, I feel like the overall idea of people pleasers, like, oh, you're always thinking of other people. You're not thinking of yourself. Um, You're always sacrificing. You need to take some time for you. And what I came to learn about myself that it just made so much sense. Like I just saw it in me so much that I'm claiming it for myself is that I used people pleasing. I used anticipating their needs or dancing around to do what they wanted or meet their expectations because then I felt better because then there was less tension. So I wasn't pleasing others for them. I was doing it for my own emotional, you know, um, equilibrium to me because it was so uncomfortable. I could not handle the discomfort of someone else being disappointed or upset with me that I would jump through hoops and bend over backwards and do all these things for you so that I didn't have to live in the discomfort of disappointing you. Do you see how I made it all about me when it sounds like it's all about the other person? And so for me, I think... Often my codependency comes out not as this selfless, I think of others all the time and I don't take care of myself and I'm running myself ragged. It's I'm running myself ragged to try to guess and do what you want so that I'm okay because I'm not okay unless you're okay. And that's my codependence. And that's a big journey for me is learning how to be okay even when you aren't okay or if you aren't okay with me and knowing and learning how to trust myself, knowing my own goodness and trusting my own my own judgment of things and knowing my own intentions to be able to separate myself from your determination of me, whether it's true or untrue or fair or unfair. Um, that's been a big area of need for growth and growth and I'm I'm in the middle somewhere. I'm definitely not at the end or even close to it. But <clears throat> I I describe that and I I write that out for you because maybe you can connect some dots there and maybe you can see where that's true in your life as well or or some other area because so much of my struggle with the 12 steps and my trouble with identifying character defects such as people pleasing or codependency was that I couldn't see it. Because off the, you know, on the surface level, it just, if you, if you don't know what to look for and you're just seeing what's readily in sight is that I'm doing these things for all these people. And then maybe you're also seeing, you know, and they don't like it or they're not, they're not accepting it. And then you start to go under the layer of like, well, why are you not, why are you not okay with them not accepting what you're doing? Like, why is that a problem? Why can't we let that go? And then you get to see, oh, maybe because the reason why you're doing it wasn't for them, it was for you. 
and, and maybe there's more layers to it. Often there's more layers to it than that. But now the more, I, more work I do, the more I do this, the more I, I'm able to cut through the layers more quickly and kind of get to that root, basically the motive. And that's what I do with my, my clients, the people I coach, is that I'm much more quickly able to help you get to that motive and, and give you a safe space to be honest with yourself, like judgment-free, because I'm either doing it too or have done it or am just as capable of doing it, you know, but for the grace of God go I, that, that this is just, it's an opportunity. We carve out space to to get down to the root of of what makes something that was painful so painful. And is it good pain or is it like self-inflicted pain, you know? Pain that has no merit. Is it something that's going to, if I persevere in it and I just place my trust in my higher power, it's going to bring me peace and and calm and serenity? Or is it causing me to go down the road of bitterness, resentment, unrest, you know, irritability, that kind of a thing? Because that tells me that there's some self-seeking motive here. And we read in the big book that our, our, our problem is a problem of selfishness. You know, a thousand forms of selfishness, self-seeking, self-serving, <laughs> and I think fear is in there, which is all about me. <laughs> um, that's the root of our disease. And it's Really, it's we see the physical disease, but we now we know we've learned it's a spiritual disease, and so the solution to my physical malady is a spiritual solution, and that's what <clears throat> this this work of like character development, whatever you want to call it, virtue, um, self mastery, it all it all means the same thing. But the beauty, if you have a higher power and if you have some roots in, like for me, my Catholic faith, where it gives me really strong guardrails and guidelines to what is good and true and just and virtuous and all those things, is it really makes it very clear. It makes it help me. It makes it easy to know whether I'm moving towards you know, on a road toward my higher power or if I'm walking away. So some food for thought. With that, I pass. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you feel that mindset coaching could help you on your 12-step journey, please feel free to reach out and find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. This is not a replacement for 12-step work. This is something outside of the 12 steps. It is simply something that has a heart for the 12 steps and those who are in it. And so welcome. If you are here, chances are you may also be a bit of a mess. And I hope that you can learn to find some gratitude in the blessings that have come from your messes.